Hello, my name is Cheryl G, and I would like to welcome you to the Emmaus of Bus podcast. This week, we will begin a new series entitled Fit for Kingdom Use. In this series, we will study how God uses ordinary people from all walks of life to expand his kingdom. So let's get started and begin part one of this series entitled Fit for Kingdom Use. This week's episode is entitled He Knows Our Stuff. We'll be reading from John chapter 4, verses 11 through 18. But first, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise your holy name. Thank you for your great love that you have for us. Nothing can separate us from it. Thank you, Lord, that you have a place for each of us to serve in your kingdom. Speak to us about the plans and the places that you have for us today. Reveal to us our place in your kingdom and how to bring in your harvest. Lord, I humble myself right now. Only have me speak those words that the Holy Spirit gives me to say to your people. Not my words, just yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's read John chapter 4 verses 11 through 18. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into eternal life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not. Neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. And that saith thou truly. In this text, we see that Jesus has made it a point to travel to the area of Samaria. The Jews of this time uh, did not interact with people from Samaria because they believed that the people there were inferior to them uh, because the Samaritans' ancestors were a mixture of indigenous Israelites and Assyrians. But there was a well in this area. It had been built by Jacob as he went through the land after apologizing to his brother Esau for swindling him out of his birthright. So Jesus is sitting resting by this well, waiting for the disciples to come back with food when he initiates a conversation with the Samaritan woman. She is shocked that Jesus, being a Jew, would even talk to her. But Jesus is no ordinary Jewish man. Jesus is different. What Jesus came to establish for her and for all of us is eternal. Jesus came in to usher in grace where he became the perfect sacrifice for our sins so that we would be restored back into relationship with God, not because of our works, but because of his complete and finished work on the cross. We are still living in that dispensation of grace today. There are three points I would like to highlight concerning Jesus's conversation with the Samaritan woman. Point number one, God is no respect of persons. In verses 13 through 14 of our text, Jesus told the Samaritan woman that whosoever drinketh this water will thirst again, 
For whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into eternal life. Jesus was telling her and us that if we really want the living water that he has, all we have to do is ask for it. Why? Because there's no pretense with God. You don't have to come from the right background or know certain people in order to get the salvation that Jesus is offering. You just need to ask for it. Just throw up your hands and say, I can't save myself, Jesus. I need you. And Jesus will freely give you what you ask for. Now, in verses 16 through 18, Jesus asks her to call her husband and bring him to the well. And the Samaritan woman is given the opportunity to be honest. She tells Jesus that she has no husband. Jesus then proceeds to tell her that she has answered correctly and that in fact she's had five husbands and the one that she is staying with now is not her husband. Here's point two. Jesus offered her the water first before he revealed what he already knew about her. This is important because it means that the water or salvation is not contingent on our right behavior. Why? Because Jesus already knows. He knows about our sins, infirmities, our weaknesses, our bad attitudes, our ungodly words. He knows. Jesus, however, gave this woman the space to be honest and vulnerable before him. He gave her the opportunity to tell it like it is and call it what it is. This is the mandate that the church needs to get back to. The church should be a safe place that is free of guilt and condemnation. It should be a place where people receive mercy and comfort, especially from the members who came in through grace themselves. Like the Samaritan woman who gave Jesus, who Jesus gave the space to be transparent, uh, we all, the church also has to be a place where people can be honest and receive what they need without fear of condemnation. Point three, the Samaritan woman's past did not disqualify her from service. In fact, it made her service more authentic in the hour that Jesus was there to usher in. In verses 23 through 24 of this chapter, Jesus says to her that the hour cometh and now is where the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth. For the father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This church is the hour of authenticity. This is the hour for truth. We are living in it right now. When Jesus told her that she had been speaking to the Messiah, look at what she did. She dropped her water pot. She went out there looking for one type of water, but dropped it for the living water. She dropped what she was doing, dropped what she was holding on to, and went and proclaimed Jesus to those that were in the town. Um, what is it that the Holy Spirit is talking to you about that needs to be dropped so that you can be a witness in the earth? This woman dropped what she was doing and ran to tell others about Jesus. What qualified her to be able to do this? Her experience with Jesus. She did not have to have a full-fledged ministry to tell people about Jesus. All she needed was an experience that she could share with others. Um, is that what our, in that what our spiritual elders had, 
They may not have had much, but they knew how to call on the name of Jesus in the midnight hour. Sadly, today you can have a ministry, but not an experience. And the Bible says that Jesus stayed in that place and ministered to those people there. Her neighbors and friends told the Samaritan woman that now they could see the Messiah for themselves. It was no longer hearsay, but they had had their own experience with him. Today, I would like to pray for those who may feel weary and well-doing. Don't give up. Just like the Samaritan woman, one can create a complete change in a family. One can change the workplace, their workplace for the better. It's better because you are there. One still can have a mighty impact. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, strengthen all those under the sound of my voice who have become weary and well-doing. Remind us that we are still making an impact, even when we may not have seen any changes. Strengthen us, Lord, to not give up, but prompt us to keep believing and keep sowing. Due season always comes. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I would like to thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Emmaus of Bus. You may listen to other episodes of this podcast on EmmausOfBus.com, as well as gain access to free devotionals. Join me next week as we continue part two of this series, Fit for Kingdom Use. Have a blessed week.